Chapter Thirty Three of The Hidden Hand. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Bridget. The Hidden Hand by E. D. E. N. Southworth. Chapter Thirty Three. Cap's visit to the hidden house. And such a night she took the road in, as ne'er poor sinner was abroad in. The wind blew as twad blown its last. The rattling showers rose on the blast. The speedy gleams the darkness swallowed. Loud, deep, and long the thunder bellowed. That night a child might understand. The devil had business on his hand. Burns. A week passed before Capitola carried her resolution of calling upon the inmate of the hidden house into effect. It was, in fact, a hot, dry, oppressive season, the last few days of August, when all people, even the restless Capitola, preferred the coolness and repose of indoors. But that she should stay at home more than a week was a moral and physical impossibility. So on Thursday afternoon, when Major Warfield set out on horseback to visit his mill, Capitola ordered her horse saddled, and brought up, that she might take an afternoon's ride. "'Now please, my dear child, don't go far,' said Mrs. Condiment, "'for besides that your uncle does not approve of your riding alone, you must hurry back to avoid the storm.' "'Storm, Mrs. Condiment! Why, bless your dear old heart, there has not been a storm these four weeks,' said Capitola, almost indignant that such an absurd objection to a long ride should be raised. "'The more reason, my child, that we should have a very severe one when it does come, "'and I think it will be upon us before sunset. "'So I advise you to hurry home. "'Why, Mrs. Condiment, there's not a cloud in the sky.' "'So much the worse, my dear. "'The blackest cloud that ever gathered is not so ominous of mischief "'as this dull, coppery sky and still atmosphere. "'And if forty years' observation of weather signs goes for anything, "'I tell you that we are going to have the awfulest storm that ever gathered in the heaven.' Why, look out of that window, the very birds and beasts know it, and instinctively seek shelter. Look at that flock of crows flying home. See how the dumb beasts come trooping toward their sheds. Capitola, you had better give up going altogether, my dear. There, I thought all this talk tended to keeping me within doors, but I can't stay, Mrs. Condiment. Good, Mrs. Condiment, I can't. But, my dear, if you should be caught out in the storm, why, I don't know, but I should like it. What harm could it do? I'm not soluble in water. Rain won't melt me away. I think upon the whole I rather prefer being caught in the storm, said Cap, perversely. Well, well, there is no need of that. You may ride as far as the river's bank and back again in time to escape, if you choose, said Mrs. Condiment, who saw that her troublesome charge was bent upon the frolic. And Cap, seeing her horse approach, led by one of the grooms, ran upstairs, donned her riding habit, hat, and gloves, ran down again, sprang into her saddle, and was off, galloping away toward the river before Mrs. Condiment could add another word of warning. She had been gone about an hour, when the sky suddenly darkened, the wind rose, and the thunder rolled in prelude to the storm. Major Warfield came scurrying home from the mill, grasping his bridle with one hand and holding his hat with the other. Meeting poor old E.Z. in the shrubbery, he stormed out upon him with, "'What are you lounging there for, you old idiot? You old sky-gazing lunatic? Don't you see that we are going to have an awful blow? Be gone with you, and see that the cattle are all under shelter. Off, I say, or—' He rode toward Bill E.Z., but the old man exclaiming, "'Yes, sir, yes, sir, in course, sir,' ducked his head and ran off in good time. Major Warfield quickened his horse's steps, and rode to the house, dismounted and threw the reins to the stable-boy, exclaiming, "'My beast is dripping with perspiration. Rub him down well, you knave, or I'll impale you.' Striding into the hall, he threw down his riding-whip, pulled off his gloves, and called, "'Wool! 
"'Wool, you scoundrel! Close every door and window in the house. Call all the servants together in the dining-room. We're going to have one of the worst tempests that ever raised.' Wool flew to do his bidding. "'Mrs. Condiment, Mum,' said the old man, striding into the sitting-room. "'Mrs. Condiment, Mum, tell Miss Black to come down from her room until the storm is over. The upper chambers of this old house are not safe in a tempest. Well, Mum, why don't you go, or send Pitapat? "'Major Warfield, sir, I'm very sorry, but Miss Black has not come in yet,' said Mrs. Condiment, who, for the last half-hour, had suffered extreme anxiety upon account of Capitola. "'Not come in yet? Demi, Mum, do you tell me she has gone out?' cried old Hurricane, in a voice of thunder, gathering his brows into a dark frown, and striking his cane angrily upon the floor. "'Yes, sir, I am sorry to say she rode out about an hour ago, and has not returned,' said Mrs. Condiment, summoning all her firmness to meet old Hurricane's roused wrath. "'Ma'am, you venture to stand there before my face, and tell me composedly that you permitted Miss Black to go off alone in the face of such a storm as this?' roared old Hurricane." "'Sir, I could not help it,' said the old lady. "'Demi, mum, you should have helped it. "'A woman of your age to stand there and tell me that she could not prevent "'a young creature like Capitola from going out alone in the storm. "'Major Warfield, could you have done it?' "'Me? Demi, I should think so. "'But that is not the question. "'You—' "'He was interrupted by a blinding flash of lightning, "'followed immediately by an awful peal of thunder and a sudden fall of rain.' Old Hurricane sprang up as though he had been shot off his chair, and trotted up and down the floor, exclaiming, "'And she! She out in all this storm! Mrs. Condiment, Mum, you deserve to be ducked! Yes, Mum, you do! Wool! Wool, you diabolical villain!' "'Yes, Mars, yes, sir, here I is!' exclaimed that officer, in trepidation, as he appeared in the doorway. "'De windows and doors, sir, is all fastened close, and de maids are all in the dining-room, as you ordered, and—' "'Hang the maids and the doors and the windows, too. "'Who the demon cares about them? "'How dared you, you knave, permit your young mistress to ride, "'unattended, in the face of such a storm, too? "'Why didn't you go with her, sir?' "'Deed, Marse. "'Don't deed Marse me, you atrocious villain. "'Saddle a horse quickly, inquire which road your mistress took, "'and follow, and attend her home safely. "'After which I intend to break every bone in your skin, sirrah. "'So—' "'Again he was interrupted by a dazzling flash of lightning.' accompanied by a deafening roll of thunder, and followed by a flood of rain. Wool stood appalled at the prospect of turning out in such a storm, upon such a fruitless errand. "'Oh, you may stare and roll up your eyes, but I mean it, you varlet, so be off with you. Go. I don't care if you should be drowned in the rain, or blown off the horse, or struck by lightning. I hope you may be, you knave, and I shall be rid of one villain. Off, you varlet, or—' Old Hurricane lifted a bronze statuette to hurl at Wool's delinquent head, but that functionary dodged and ran out in time to escape a blow that might have put a period to his mortal career. But let no one suppose that honest Wool took the road that night. He simply ran downstairs, and hid himself comfortably in the lowest regions of the house, there to tarry until the storms, social and atmospheric, should be over. Meanwhile the night deepened, the storm raged without, and Old Hurricane raged within. The lightning flashed, blaze upon blaze, with blinding glare. The thunder broke, crash upon crash, with deafening roar. The wind gathering all its force cannonaded the old walls, as though it would batter down the house. The rain fell in floods. In the midst of all the demon's run, swollen to a torrent, was heard like the voice of a roaring lion, seeking whom he might devour. 
Old Hurricane strode up and down the floor, groaning, swearing, threatening, and at each fresh blast of the storm, without, breaking forth into fury. Mrs. Condiment sat crouched in a corner, praying fervently every time the lightning blazed into the room, longing to go and join the men and maids in the next apartment, yet fearful to stir from her seat, lest she should attract Old Hurricane's attention, and draw down upon herself the more terrible thunder and lightning of his wrath. But to escape Old Hurricane's violence was not in the power of mortal man or woman. Soon her very stillness exasperated him, and he broke forth upon her with, "'Mrs. Condiment, Mum, I don't know how you can bear to sit there so quietly and listen to this storm, knowing that the poor child is exposed to it.' "'Major Warfield, would it do any good for me to jump up, and trot up and down the floor, and go on as you do, even supposing I had the strength?' inquired the meek old lady, thoroughly provoked at his injustice. "'I'd like to see you show a little more feeling. You are a perfect barbarian. Oh, Cap, my darling, where are you now? Heavens, what a blast that was! Enough to shake the house about our ears. I wish it would. Blamed if I don't.' "'Oh, Major, Major, don't say such awful things, nor make such awful wishes,' said the appalled old lady. "'You don't know what you might bring down upon us.' "'No, nor care. If the old house should tumble in, it would bury under its ruins a precious lot of good-for-nothing people, unfit to live. Heavens, what a flash of lightning! Oh, Cap, Cap, my darling, where are you in the storm?' "'Mrs. Condiment, Mum, if any harm comes to Capitola this night, I'll have you indicted for manslaughter.' "'Major Warfield, if it is all on Miss Black's account that you are raving and raging so, I think it is quite vain of you. For any young woman caught out in a storm would know enough to get into shelter, especially would Miss Black, who is a young lady of great courage and presence of mind, as we know.' "'She has surely gone into some house to remain until the storm is over,' said Mrs. Condiment, soothingly. This speech, so well intended, exasperated Old Hurricane more than all the rest— Stopping and striking his cane upon the floor, he roared forth, "'Hang it, Mum! Hold your foolish old tongue! You know nothing about it. Capitola is exposed to more serious dangers than the elements. Perils of all sorts surround her. She should never, rain or shine, go out alone. Oh, the little villain! The little wretch! The little demon! If I ever get her safe in this house again, won't I lock her up and keep her on bread and water until she learns to behave herself?' Here again a blinding flash of lightning, a deafening peal of thunder, a terrific blast of wind and flood of rain suddenly arrested his speech. "'Oh, my Cap, my dear Cap, I needn't threaten you. I shall never have the chance to be cruel to you again. Never. You'll perish in this terrible storm. And then—and then my tough old heart will break. It will, it will, Cap. But, Demi, before it does, I'll break the necks of every man and woman in this house, old and young.' Hear it, heaven and earth, for I'll do it. All things must have an end. So as the hours passed on, the storm having spent all of its fury, gradually grumbled itself into silence. Old Hurricane also raged himself into a state of exhaustion, so complete that when the midnight hour struck, he could only drop into a chair and murmur, Twelve o'clock, and no news of her yet. And then unwillingly he went to bed, attended by Mrs. Condiment and Pitapat, instead of Wool, who was supposed to be out in search of Capitola, but who was, in fact, fast asleep on the floor of a dry cellar. Meanwhile, where did this midnight hour find Capitola? End of chapter 33